Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Sky Now. This is an astrology podcast during which we look at planetary placements, influences, and events. I'm Duncan, and I'm coming to you from my studio, Tarot de Soleil, here in Myelin, Montreal, a place where I do astrology and tarot sessions for folks live in person and via Zoom for those out there in the greater world. Happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. How are you doing? Did you have a good summer? You know, um, I mean, technically summer goes for another <laughs> another uh, three weeks, but um, although I'm f- long removed from youth and, you know, from family tradition, I still see Canada Day weekend as the beginning of the summer and Labor Day weekend as the end. Uh, Labor Day weekend was a weekend where we close up the family cottages on the lake, really a three-mile widening of a river, and then return to the city after a two-month respite for uh, the resumption of school for the young and for work and city home routines for adults. Uh, My maternal grandfather uh, purchased a waterfront property with three summer cottages built around the turn of the century and uh, on on it in the the late 1920s, uh, very early in his career as a lawyer. Uh, my last summer up there was 1984. That was the year that summer, as I feel it really should be, ended for me. My grandfather sold the property the next year and died two-thirds of the way uh, through the following year. And after that, I, you know, I became a, a summer city being. I'm grateful for what my grandfather provided in my childhood and youth, and I appreciate the hard work that went into providing it. He himself was a second-generation immigrant. His father came to Canada in the 1880s and created a new life for himself and for his family in Ottawa. His eldest son worked hard in school, um, did his part to contribute to the family, served in the Canadian Army at the end of World War I when he was old enough to do so. And then after... Um, Uh, leaving the army. Uh, He graduated high in his class at Osgoode Hall Law School in Toronto. I have, you know, fond memories of a lot of really good conversations over fresh cold lemonade on the the veranda looking out over the lake with my grandfather uh, in my youth. Um, I met some interesting Canadians through my grandfather as well. One of my favorite memories along those lines was having a very underage scotch and soda at the bar with the colorful and very fun, uh, <laughs> very funny ex-prime minister who gave the toast at my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. Um, now, the story behind that is uh, I'd purchased a ticket for the Rolling Stones concert at Maple Leaf Gardens before the date of the uh, anniversary party was set. I really wanted to see the Stones. Uh, I was just getting into my concert-going era, and uh, the Stones were definitely one of my favorite bands in the early 70s. Um, there was all, you know, great excitement whenever they uh, toured, and I wanted, you know, and I wanted my opportunity to see them. You know, certainly there is a good argument to, to be made that the back-to-back Sticky Fingers and Exile on Main Street albums uh, releases were um, Peak Stone's musical evolution and output. Um, however, once the scheduling conflict between their Maple Leaf Gardens show that June and my grandparents' uh, golden anniversary uh, celebration became apparent, I gave my ticket away to a friend. I can't say it was a super easy decision, but in an era in my life where I didn't always do the right thing, I did the right thing there. And I've always felt good about that choice. Now, of 
course, I did smoke a doob outside the hotel before the event and silently toasted my friends on their way to spend the evening with Mick and the boys with it. Skinny little high school stoner kid that I was back then. You know, of course, you know, in the bigger picture, I was already well on my way toward more serious patterns and cycles of substance abuse in those early teen years. Um, I was self-medicating. I was doing something different than what most of my friends were doing. And I was self-medicating from day one. Uh, And I was using what and are considered hard drugs from day one. But, you know, at that point, there was still some innocence about it all. And, you know, (laughs) drugs and getting, you know, high with my friends could still be fun and magical at that point. All of that kind of changed by the end of my 17th year, though. And then, you know, whatever had been good was largely gone. And after that, I used and abused substances for another 28 years. And and uh, I lived a less than, you know, life, less than what it could have been life as a result. Uh, it all came very close to ending for me in 2003. But thankfully, something different happened. This, you know, this summer was my 20th summer clean and sober. I've been able to help a whole heck of a lot of people since 2003. And I was also able to help myself, you know, to to heal and to reconcile and find peace and to grow. And I'm infinitely grateful for having been freed from addiction and for having found greater meaning and purpose in life than I had ever known before. Most of the time, I enjoy a sense of well-being inside of myself based upon the man I am, how I live my life, and how I contribute to the community around me. The sun is in Virgo now, 8 degrees Virgo as we speak, and so we are in Virgo season. Virgo season is a time to ground in healthy habits after the excesses of Leo season. Grounding in earth practices can also feel good after the emotional intensity of the preceding um, cancer season, especially for not non-water sign folks. Um, uh, this is a good weekend to take a look at what sort of structure and disciplines you could implant, implement in your life to improve your day-to-day experience, your overall well-being, and your alignment uh, to the healthy visualization you have for your own future. This is a time to set schedules for the fall and to make some commitments. Now we have fresh inner planet energy as we move into September. Big change up from, uh, from the summer, uh, mix. Uh, Mercury, you know, uh, joins the summer, the sun in Virgo now, uh, Mars is in Libra, and Venus is ready to go direct in Leo. While Mercury's short retrograde ending uh, September 15th can create a communication sa- snafus for some folks, particularly those with mutable quality personal planets, love relationships and friendships and creative projects, those areas of life uh, and elements of life should all receive a boost from the new energy combo in the coming month. Um, so yeah, taking pause this weekend and considering where you feel the best place to put your energies in those areas now would be a useful exercise. Maybe there's a situation you, that you need to move on from or at least take some distance from. Um, energies invested in the Taurus areas of your chart, of your chart, uh, you know, they're, they're worthwhile, but, you know, remember now with Jupiter going retrograde, returns may not occur until the spring. So you want to be thinking more long-term results now. 
uh, people with afflicted planets in Deccan 1 of Pisces who are misbehaving should really consider cleaning up their acts this month. Sun in Virgo melding with uh, Saturn retrograde in Pisces can really bring those consequences on. Uh, I love the, you know, uh, to looking at, you know, uh, from a, a tarot perspective, I love the chariot for this time of year, though many assign temperance to the sign of Virgo. You know, um, perhaps a meditation on both of those ma- major arcana cards this weekend and how they apply to you and your life would be really useful. As a Libra of rising, I am enjoying a nice chill vibe from the Mars transit through that sign. You know, it's a feeling calm and relaxed, uh, but also energized and focused. It felt cold last night. Uh, the first snap of fall hit. You know, for most of us, that just translates into, oh yeah, grab a sweater or a hoodie before I go out. You know, but for the unhoused, an already challenging situation becomes even more difficult. We have a um, great wealth and resource disparity in Canada now. Um, You know, thanks to post-pandemic inflation, we are heading towards social crisis. People cannot afford groceries. People cannot afford... Uh, you know, cannot find affordable places to live. Um, in a country of abundance, these these two things should not be issues. You know, these two issues must be a priority moving forward. Now, in the short term, you know, if you look around your community, you're going to see there are many empty public-type buildings that are, you know, in a town or city or whatever that, that sit empty repurposing them for living centers of some in some shape or form for vulnerable uh, populations would go a long way to alleviating suffering for Canadians in the months ahead. Electing governments that care about the living conditions, health, and economic well-being of Canadians instead of what we have now, and then having those governments implement policies of change that facilitate a more balanced distribution of wealth and resources of the nation would be a strong move to uh, the real solutions that are required, however. Thoughts and energies from my ritual altar and my magical being for the lesbian, gay, bi, and trans people of Uganda who live in a country where it is now punishable by life imprisonment or even death to simply be themselves. Thoughts and energy for the LGBTQ folks in other parts of Africa, in the Middle East, and in Russia, and in China, and in other countries of the world who face persecution from their government and from religious leaders or groups in their country. You know, and with some of the laws that are being play, you know, passed in certain states of the United States now, we also have to include parts of America there. Um, it was, you know, moving forward, but now um, there's some very uh, rise of uh, reactive, uh, reactivist policies and uh, and populist movements and and evangelism, uh, it's becoming problematic there too. Uh, the government, you know, uh, released, uh, in Canada, released a travel advisory uh, for, you know, LGBTQ folks uh, around uh, traveling in certain parts, certain states in America recently. Um, thoughts and energies for the brave girls and women of Iran who are fighting for freedom from religious oppression from the government there and freedom from the murderous violence of the so-called morality police. 
Morality and police, two words that should never be spoken together. Uh, thoughts and energies out to the universe for the innocent people of Ukraine who are being brutalized and terrorized by international war criminal Vladimir Putin's imperialist armies. As well as for all those people in other areas of the world also suffering and struggling to live in uh, wartime conditions in their homeland due to attack or invasion by hostile neighboring countries or civil war or terrorist insurgency. You have, uh, you know, countries in South America, the Middle East, uh, Southeast Asia, and across the continent of Africa that, you know, are dealing with that. Thoughts and energies for the young girls and women who uh, were put at risk and are suffering because they're denied abortion health care rights by the religious fanatics uh, who were appointed to the Supreme Court in the United States by the previous president down there. Completely out of line and sync with the majority of the population. Um, that man is, you know, about to be proven to be a traitor to his nation and a multiple felon as well. However, so a terribly, horribly inappropriate choice for president. And thankfully, he lost the last election in everywhere but his own fucking mind, however. Um, thoughts and energies for the victims of gun violence uh, in America and also here in Canada now. Um, we are we have a you know we have a violence problem here too. Thoughts and energies for the indigenous peoples of countries the world over who at some point in history were subjugated by another people and who continue to struggle with the aftermath of that that contrast that conquest into the present day. Thoughts and energies for people struggling in bondage in countries in the world that still practice slavery. Yes, in the twenty first century on the planet Earth. There are countries that still practice slavery. Um, thoughts and energies for a beautiful home, the planet Earth, that she may receive the help, new clean technologies, and necessary worldwide low birth rates and changes in policy right across the planet to get her into a healthy state again. You know, of course, beyond intent and energy work in the metaphysical realm, we must also be activists out in the physical world for the causes we hold dear. We must speak, we must speak out in our communities with our voices, with our actions, and with our votes. Before moving to the, uh, on to the upcoming planetary activity, let's bring things back to basics. I love back to basics. Those who know, know. Um, <laughs> This is how that astrology, this astrology stuff works. The planets are always out there just doing their thing. You have a natal chart. It's a series of gifts and challenges presented to you at birth. A good way to look at your natal chart is that it's your blueprint, your celestial blueprint. So yes, gifts and challenges. Now what you do with them is up to you. You have agency in your life. Um, through understanding it, you can create an operator's manual for yourself. So there's that, and then there's what's up now. And that's where the planets are now and what they're doing. And then there's what's up now for you. And we discover that by superimposing the current transits or placements of the planets in the zodiac on your natal chart. And so, and that's a big part of my sessions or transit work. Now, uh, this is why I suggest that you have your own natal chart in front of you when you listen to this podcast. Okay. Now let's look at the astrology for the first 15 days of September, 2023. The moon cycle, important information for uh, day-to-day living for everyone and, you know, for spellcasting for those magically uh, inclined. Um, The moon provides an emotion uh, and uh, experience template for us every 28 days. The moon is in its waning phase now after this week's beautiful full moon in Pisces, a super moon. 
uh, magical, dreamy, inspiring moon. The waning phase is good for purging and banishing energy, energy work. Shadow work, whatever that means to you as a practitioner, is best done in the last uh, hours before a new moon, maybe the last day when the moon is almost dark. Over the next 15 days, the moon's going to transit from Pisces to Libra. So you want to look at your natal chart and see where the signs uh, in the Pisces to Libra celestial arc lie, and you'll be able to see, you know, see what planets you have in those signs, and 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 then you'll, you're going to be able to understand how the lunar transit cycle is going to affect you over the next 15 days. Now for the inner planets. Uh, the sun is at 8 degrees Virgo today and will move to 23 degrees Virgo over the next 15 days. Mercury is 18 degrees Virgo retrograde and will travel to 8 degrees Virgo. Uh, Vir- uh, Mercury will be direct again on September 15th. Uh, Venus is 12 degrees retrograde Leo. Uh, it's going to move to 14 degrees Leo. Uh, Venus goes direct September 3rd. Mars is at 3 degrees Libra and will move to 12 degrees Libra over the next 15 days. So take a look at your natal chart and see where Leo, Virgo, and Libra are. And via house rulerships, you'll be able to see the areas of life that will be affected by the fast-tracking action of the inner planets for you. And uh, now to the more constant planetary energy of the middle and outer planets, as well as some of the slow transiting elements of astrology. Uh, Jupiter has us believing in the possible and also looking at the viability of current elements in our life, but maybe from a more philosophical long-term perspective now. Um, and it also has us looking at the viability of current elements in our life at 15 degrees Taurus retrograde. Saturn is bringing emotional balance, spiritual discipline, and structure to life and um, to our lives, and, uh, and and delivering consequences again to those deserving of them at three degrees Pisces retrograde. Um, Uranus is breaking us free from the clutches of old comfort zones, inspiring growth and information, innovation, and sparking liberation at twenty three degrees Taurus retrograde. Neptune is deepening consciousness via taking us into our subconsciousness and our emotional past at 26 degrees, Pisces retrograde. Pluto, clearing away faulty foundations and deconstructing old power dynamics and modes of being that no longer serve us um, at uh, 28 degrees Capricorn retrograde now. Getting ready for that big shift that occurs January 20th the new era of Pluto and Aquarius that will last until 2044. Chiron, the wounded healer, is facilitating healing and transcendence and well-being at 19 degrees Aries retrograde. Black Moon Lilith is stirring energies of seduction, opening magical channels and enabling empowerment at 26 degrees Leo. The North Node is 25 degrees Aries and the South Node is 25 degrees Libra, so the karmic access runs low to high from uh, uh, Aries to Libra there, and you want to look at your natal chart and see where those points are. Um, now we put it all together, and uh, let's see what the uh, the astrological gumbo is for the first 15 days of September 2023. Friday, September 1st, the moon transits into Aries at 9.25 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's already happened, actually. Uh, I'm doing this at the end of the day. I had uh, seekers in the studio earlier today. Uh, boosting external life-oriented fire element energies. 
Indulge your passion over Friday and Saturday. Have some fun. Um, live. Uh, try to curb any impulse toward excesses, excess that may form now. Though some some folks, you know, particularly fire folks, might be pushed, you know, uh, sort of pulled to go too far now. Then Sunday, September third at eleven a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the moon moves into the sensual Earth of Taurus. Pleasure and comfort and relaxation should be the order of the day for the final two days of the long weekend. In addition, uh, we have Venus going direct on Sunday in Leo. Um, now, effects of that positive and confidence-boosting shift won't begin to kick in for a couple of days, but at least, you know, you can put it in your mind. Yes, Venus direct. Thank you. Um, Monday, September 4th, we have a retrograde Mercury um, and newly retrograde Jupiter Earth element trine. Now, the aspect is positive, a trine, but the energy is questionable. So, you know, what am I going to say about this? Communications that go awry Monday, Tuesday, do your darndest not to dig yourself into a deeper hole. Um, Tuesday, September 5th at 4.07 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Again, I'm in Montreal, so the times I'm mentioning are, mentioning are Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, the moon moves, you know, transits into Gemini, adding a certain instability to the zodiac energy mix. Some may find themselves taken hold by, a, you know, a restlessness or an emotional unease. It may feel as though they're standing in the face of a storm that is yet to rise. Breathe in balance, folks. Breathe in balance. Wednesday, September 6th, the sun is conjunct Mercury and Virgo. Um, conjunctions, you know, we, bo- we know can go both ways, positive and negative. And this one, you know, uh, counter any judgment that may rise in you with uh, humility and compassion midweek. Um, Friday, September 8th at 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the moon goes home to Cancer, where it forms a harmonious relationship with the sun in Virgo. Focus now should be on relationships and relationship life and home life. Domestic spaces and situations will hold great appeal. This is a good energy mix for problem solving. The element of water and earth are, of course, in sync, and each seeks to create security, earth physically, water emotionally, uh, in addition, the sun trines Jupiter Friday, um, which suggests philosophical breakthrough is possible in situations where parties, you know, previously got bogged down somehow. Um, Sunday, September 10th at 1236 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the moon moves into Leo where it sextiles Mars, creates a positive, pleasurable social vibe. Uh, Monday, September 11th, lunar energies get more sexual, uh, as the moon moves into the sector of Leo that Venus and Black Moon Lilith currently inhabit, just make sure that you really want to make the move that you feel you want to make on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, September 13th at 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the waning crescent moon moves into Virgo. Now is the time for shadow work. Thursday, September 14th at 9.39 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, there is a new moon in Virgo. Plant seeds of earth element personal transformation. Create intent toward create increasing physical and material security and well-being. Plant seeds of improved sustainability in your life. Consider how you can, you know, live in better harmony with the earth. Consider where and how you can best serve your community in the months ahead. 
Friday, September 15th at 1.45 p.m. We have the last um, astrological event of this um, podcast period, and that's when the moon transits into fairness and justice-seeking Libra. And so advocacy for uh, uh, self or others is a natural response to uh, Libra lunar and Virgo solar energies. Um for daily aspect reports, follow me on Instagram uh, at Duncan Delamontang. Um I post, you know, astrology stories most times, you know, most days in the story section there. Um been a little busy with building renovations here for the past couple of weeks, but I should get back in the swing of things. Assuming the work gets completed in the next couple of days. Um that's it for this week. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, I wish you well. I'll be back um, on uh, September 16th with another episode of The Sky Now. Until then, be good to yourself and be good to others. 